Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning Lyle. Morning Mon, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh man, I haven't thought about it. How bad is that? I feel like I'm just so grateful for so many things at the moment. I am, you know, ask me what I'm grateful for. What are you grateful for? I am grateful that I get to sit here and watch you drink sludge every morning. That's fun. It is the most evil looking sludge I have ever seen. It's extra sludgy this morning because uh, I I got down, thankfully, to the bottom of the tin. This comes in a green powder. And uh, and you know how sometimes you race to finish it off because it's so horrible? So I put about twice the amount that you're usually supposed to stick in just so I could finish of it off and sludge. not have to drink it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I put less juice because I figure if it's – if I fill it up – if I fill my cup up to the brim and then stick the green powder in and stir it through, it still tastes horrific. So I figure I'll just put a tiny little bit of juice in the bottom and then put the green powders in that so it's less liquid to drink, right? So it's like – it's more intense, but there's less of it, so I can get it down quicker. Do you get what I'm saying? But seriously, you just pinch your nose in the skull. It, 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 there's no evading <laughs> the spirulina taste. <laughs> like it just makes you wish you weren't alive. That's how disgusting it is. Do you want me to make you some? No. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> any other I'm takers? Good. Anyone want some green juice? Some I'm jellyfish good. juice? Uh, any donations? Hundred dollars or over, and I'll take a um, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> a small cupful. There you go. Oh, I love 1-800-324-843 it. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number. Donations one hundred dollars dollars or more to Faith FM, and I will drink green green sludge. Of course, if you would like to listen to the live show because you are, are listening to the delayed broadcast right here, you simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play. Or if you would like to uh, use the app, uh, we recommend the TuneIn app. Make sure you get the free version of it and make us one of your favorites right there. You can listen to Faith FM uh, pretty much anywhere in the world that way with a perfect signal. Just run it through your car stereo and uh, there you're up and running. So this is the delayed broadcast, but... But uh, we would love to have you join us over on the live show. But stay tuned. This is John Wilson. In the beginning, you brought this world to life with only a whisper. Let there be light. Now here in my heart. You come do the same Shine in my darkness And chase it away
back guys that was josh wilson with let there be light here on faith fm and mon what yes. have you got for the first clue for our quiz of the day i picked a real hard one okie dokie so I'm you got your thinking caps you. on ready to go get ready to call 1-800-324-843 is the number to call here we go here it comes okay this is a who am i quiz the first clue is this I am from Bethsaida. There's lots of people from Bethsaida. Ha, ha, ha. But you can't guess which one, Lyle. <laughs> I am from Bethsaida. Today's prize, by the way, is a wonderful copy of the book The Gospel Flies by Night by uh Gerard Paderatz, uh, with a forward by Clifford Goldstein. This is a really great book. Um, it's, a, it's a sort of a story about... Uh, a, a night flight from the U.S. to Frankfurt and uh, the, where the author meets a woman on the plane and they talk all night long about the basic questions of life, like why are we here, where are we going, if there is a good God, why is there so much pain and injustice in the world, how should we live and what happens next. Um, so this is this is like a dialogue kind of a book and so it's really easy to read. Uh-huh. It basically like no, it is fantastic. having a peek into another person's conversation. Uh, so give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you think you know the answer and you'll get a copy of The Gospel Flies by Night. Lyle's having a guess. He's writing stuff down. He's so wrong. So wrong. Ah. All right, Mon. Let's move on. Positively different news. What have you <laughs> got for you us? You just don't want to... <laughs> don't want to think about don't it. Don't want to dwell well, on the fact like, that you're so wrong. How many people lived in Bethsaida? Do you know Seriously. Do you know what's really going to get your goat, Lyle? What? That was the second clue. I skipped the first one because it was too easy. <laughs> That'd be right. That would be right. Unbelievable. All well, right. let yes. me tell you something really cool coming from a company called Oohoo. A company called what? Oohoo. Okay. <laughs> it's literally spelled O O H O. This is really, really cool. So, Lyle, as you know, uh, yesterday, uh, a bunch of my friends and myself, growing every day in number, uh, decided to take up uh, running. Yes. So, we're doing the Couch to 5K app. It's an app you can download. And every day, it incrementally takes you through um, a training process. So, like, last night, I started and I did um, what for six repetitions, you run for one minute and then you walk for one and a half minutes. And you do that six times in a row. You have a five minute um, walk to warm up and a five minute walk to cool down. Um, but I, I was I was absolutely standard how totally manageable it was. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing it again. There you go. Anyway, uh, but I, I, I don't know about the other girls, uh, other people in my group that are doing this, but I think I'd like to do it because I have a life goal of running at least one marathon in my life. Just one. That's impressive. Yeah, just That's one marathon. Really, really impressive. Just like a bucket list. Yeah, I just want to tick that off. Yep. And um, incidentally, some uh, really cool news has been coming out of uh, innovated innovation and science uh, about marathons. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just had the uh, the London Marathon over the weekend, and for the first time ever, um, I, have you ever been to a marathon or volunteered to work at a marathon? Um, see the surf when Joe was running in it. Did you? Does you, that count? But you were you spectating? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you know how this works. I've I've uh, done um, volunteer uh, at, at City to Surf and that kind of thing, but I've never actually run it. But there's always people on the sidelines handing out bottles of water yep. to the people running by, right? And uh, and like for example, the London Marathon, um, it usually ends up with two hundred thousand plastic bottles. Uh, being left along the course and being left to clean up. That's a huge amount. Mm. Of, that's almost a quarter of a million plastic bottles. Man, I'd so, love to have the uh, job of cleaning all that up. I'd go and oh, clean yeah. them all up and then run them through oh, the bottle recycler. Oh, oh, where's, where's my calculator? Well, how much is it now these days that you get for ten, a plastic? Ten cents a bottle. Okay, hang on. Let me get out my calculator. How rich grand would Lyle and I be <laughs> times point ten equals... <gasps> 20 grand, dude. Oh, 20 grand. Okay, I'm oh, Mr. Zero. 20 grand. That's not, that's not bad, eh? You'd probably you'd probably be standing there for a week to put them through the yeah. uh, recycler. <laughs> That's <laughs> where one time I had. Um, I did that for twenty grand. One time I had seven seven trolleys full of plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I went home with almost a hundred bucks. Uh, but I, I caused a huge queue to to back up at the the people were not happy with me. <laughs> but anyway, so London Marathon. But that's the nature of of going to a bottle recycler. That's yes. just this is how yeah. it is. Be prepared to wait. Be prepared to wait. Take some. Take a headphone. Listen to a podcast. We'll just get go at chatty. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> take along some tracks, some glow tracks, a couple of books you can give away. Well, see, that was what I was going to do in the uh, city to surf. I was going to go the next year with Shell and uh, letterbox some um, Try Jesus cards all the way. And that, that's not bad at all. Just, just you know, because I'm I'm not a runner, so I just walk it and just let it box, <laughs> yeah. let it box the whole way. Just hey, you should do this app in. with me. No, <laughs> but it goes so quick. Yes, like, like each uh-huh. each day, the challenge is just yep. so short. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lyle's like, no. Okay, anyway, so I'd rather chop firewood. That, yeah, much, yeah, much better um, much. aerobic exercise. Well, that's debatable. That's yeah, you debatable. exercise way more muscles at the same time. No, I, I'm not sure that that's an, that's better. More aerobic. Proven. It's not. Yeah. How cool it would be if you could actually know. Okay. If you if you if you think I'm right, give me give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Swinging an which, axe is not nearly as aerobic as running. Running which you use everything. Exercise will exercise more muscles in your body. Chopping firewood and actually um, producing something constructive or just running down Let's get back to the story. So London Marathon teamed up with Woohoo and uh, they decided, you know what, this year they're going to replace plastic water bottles with little biodegradable blobs. Okay. (laughs) So basically... So what do you do? Put the blob in your mouth, bite... The water goes in and then yeah, you... Yeah, exactly. You got it. You got it. So this is... um, It's a tasteless biodegradable container. It's made out of a thin, flexible membrane um, composed of sodium alginate, which is a natural derivative derivative of brown algae. So it literally comes from algae. And calcium chloride. Ah, sludge. 
Yeah. So you can either be ripped open right. so that the runner can drink the liquid out of the membrane or the pods can simply be consumed like a cherry tomato. So you just shove it in your mouth and you can like just chomp on it like a cherry tomato and all the liquid explodes in your mouth and you have a drink. And then the really cool thing is you don't even have to like eat this, the, the membrane. You can actually just chuck it on the ground because it's biodegradable and completely just... Just disintegrates and just dissolves. How quickly does it dissolve? I mean, do we just have sludge on the path for the next week? Or no, I I watched a video of them and like it hits the ground and it's almost like you dropped a piece of fairy floss. It just almost seems to dissolve. Mm. Like, like as soon as it hit the ground, I couldn't even see it anymore. So it's really cool. I mean, they do look sort of like wiggly and sludgy. And yeah. my main qualm about that is if I was running a marathon and I want to drink a water, I'd want at least a hundred of those. <laughs> Because <laughs> one blob will not be enough for me. Um, so they handed these out. Uh, there's 41,000 athletes who, who participated in this marathon, and apparently it was a huge success. Can you imagine at the end of the marathon not having 200,000 plastic bottles to clean up and to clog up the system and to just create um, pollution and, and, and litter? I mean... Uh, I'm still on two minds about the amount because, like I said, I, I drink a lot of water, and especially when I'm exercising. I'm just downing it like a like a just pipe. A lot of pods. Yeah, I just need a lot of pods. But I don't know. I feel like I'd be almost having a meal if I had to, yeah, take on that many pods. But um, they handed out over thirty thousand of these uh, when they were filled with um, a sports drink, Lucasoid. Yeah, so they had they had ones filled with um, sports drink, and they had ones filled with water, and they handed over thirty thousand of the sports drink ones. And people were really, really, really receptive to them. So, yeah, great stuff coming out of marathon running. Yeah, cool. It changed the face of marathon. Mm-hmm. Lyle, I want to talk about a mystery. Mm-hmm. Seeing as you can't solve the uh, quiz this morning, maybe be happy to know that someone else. <laughs> That's because you've been cheating with the quiz. If you'd have given me the first clue, which is no doubt the harder one. I okay. This actually has uh, lumber, 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 lumberjacks in it, so people chopping wood. Okay. Uh, so, Sounds a bunch good. of lumberjacks uh-huh. turned up uh, to work uh, the other day, and they arrived, and they saw a... Uh, what they thought at first was a soda can, like a, um, a soft drink can, uh, sitting on top of a pile of sawdust, and then on closer inspection, we're surprised to discover it was a prosthetic leg. And so they handed it over to the authorities, right. uh, who later found out that it was worth $15,000, and everyone was trying to figure out in this town, and this is in Sonoma County, where on earth this leg had come from. And the, the only explanation where they could come up with was this thing had fallen out of the sky. Which is exactly what had happened. <laughs> oh, you've got to be So kidding. there's a skydiver who... Lost um, his leg. Twice, because he first, he lost his original leg in a freak skydiving accident, and then he lost his prosthetic leg in another incident skydiving, and it had literally fallen out of the sky um, and survived. This was really great. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> he, he was a really good sport about it, and he'd been jokingly quipping about, you know, losing a second leg and uh, while skydiving. But um, it's just really great because he ended up inspiring everyone, you know, to stick to your dreams, stick with your passions, um, and don't let anything like losing a leg hold you back from following um, your life stream. So this guy just loves skydiving, uh, has been continued to skydive even after losing his leg, and now he's inspired a whole town who found his, his prosthetic limb in their lumberyard. How great is that? Joy deep inside your soul Have you ever felt A love that never would grow cold And have you ever found The peace that trumps no matter what may come And the patience of 
from your lips my name you'll call Jesus it's you I'll stand before Totally in awe It's unimaginable There's a place we're going to At Jesus' feet all things will be made new And there's a place where all our longings are fulfilled Missing peace in the puzzle is filled You've made me completely You're listening to Anna Beden with Unimaginable, a new single just released. You've heard it first here on Faith FM. Well, at least we hope you did. And, uh, of course, we are going to continue with the second clue for the quiz, which is actually the first clue, which Mon didn't read out because she was trying to cheat me. I might even skip that one and go to the third one. <laughs> <laughs> actually, right. do you know what? I think I will. I am going to do that because... Um the third, the, the first clue is still easier than the third clue, so I'm not going to do that. Okay, clue number two: I am one of the twelve apostles. Yeah, we already knew that. <laughs> if you know the answer, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Grab a copy of a wonderful book, "The Gospel Flies by Night." Okay. So, I'm going to take another stab at one of the twelve with this one. How'd I go there, Mon? You are correct, Lyle. There you go. Wow, well done. Just go with your gut. And a uh, shout out to, uh, let me see here, somebody's just messaging us. And my message system is all messed up. Who's been touching my messages? You're so distracted right now. Yes, I am very distracted. Uh, Christopher Rantle, there you go, Um, is just saying hello. So, hello back to Christopher Rantle here on Faith FM. Okay, so we need to talk about uh, religious liberty around the world. The um, the United States International Commission on Religious Freedom has just uh, released its um, list of countries in relationship to how they are dealing with the sub the issue of religious liberty from uh, best to worst, more or less. And yeah. they rate every country in the world except for their own. Oh, it's kind of interesting. That's very interesting. I think interesting. the United States should get a rating somewhere along yeah, the line. Absol- I think uh, definitely. Yeah, they could definitely rate themselves well, but um, there would be things there to talk about for sure. Anyway, um, and along with that, of course, the latest Avengers movie has just come out, and these it things, ha- these two things, have something in common. Really? Indeed, they do. I'm interested to see how you connect this. Go on. Okay, so the latest Avengers movie um, called Endgame has been released around the world and uh, biggest grossing movie, blah, 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 broke all records, smashed them off the clock, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, it's very big in China. Oh, it is? Oh, yes, very, very popular in China. And what happens in China is, of course, they have this social credit system. Yeah. Where they name and shame and keep track of everything that you do. There's no dark corner to hide in anywhere kind of thing. You know, every small detail of your life is scrutinized. And uh, what they do with uh, the Endgame movie is if you are a debtor, in other words, you are in debt and you have defaulted on your loan or you are behind on your repayments, your face, 
your identity number, your address gets displayed on the big screen at the start of the movie. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Name and shame. It's like if you've purchased a ticket to that movie, it'll be like, right, this person's in the No, cinema. no, no, not if you've purchased a ticket. If you just sort of live in the uh, in the region <gasps> and you're somebody is like, yep, we're gonna just going to put this all over the place that this is a deadbeat. That's ridiculous. It's pretty serious. Not only that, but they've uh, released the deadbeat map. Dead me- oh my Deadbeat goodness. map. And so basically what happens is they have this uh, different social media other than Facebook. I forget what it's called over there in China. But uh, you log on to it and it brings up a map of all of the deadbeats who are in your region and who are using that same app at the same time. So if you're a deadbeat, then the thing is don't use social media because it will uh, publish your name, your face and your address and your location, your present location right now. That's not safe at all. How can they just oh, so hand out your, unsafe. How can they just hand out your address? It's like private information just spread all over the world in digital format. That's just crazy. China needs to calm down. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Anyway, uh, so basically the uh, the United States and the National Commission on Religious Freedom has uh, released its um, its annual survey of religious liberty around the world. And uh, there are 10 nations that sort of really top the list. Um, Burma, Eritrea, Iran, North Korea, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan are among them. But when they come to China, so they're all, those are all tier one uh, category nations. Yeah. When they come to China, China is like, well, we don't really need to know where to put this one because it's in category all of its own. It's, it's like way above tier one. Really? Oh yeah. So this is this is a as an interesting thing because China is 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 experiencing a massive religious revival. You've got Xi Jinping who's you know the most powerful ruler since Mao um and has actually created a a, a, a Xi Jinping cult where you, you know with complete with study groups and his own version of you know the little red ball and, and they all study that kind of stuff. like they study human to they study him. him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Um, he's instituted a systematic war on religion since he's been in power to you know to stamp it out, and he's using his social credit system as a way of doing that. Um, and this, of course, flies in the face of the Constitution, you know, the 1984 Constitution, which guarantees religious freedom. But he's cracked down on Buddhists, Christians, Falun Gong, Islam. In fact, um, in Islam, there's over. Uh, where did my notes go here? Um, there is over 2 million Muslims that have been placed in concentration camps and had their children sent to, um, to uh, um, um, boarding schools. Since this guy came into power. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's terrible. Well, that's, that's currently. Currently, there are 2 million uh, Muslims in concentration camps in China. So this is really horrific stuff, and it makes me ask a number of serious questions here, Mon. I want you to think about this for a moment. Back in the day, we've we've had other evil nations that have existed around our world, right? So, yeah. for instance, you were in South Africa recently. You went to the Apartheid Museum. You studied the whole story, the history of apartheid, what it did to that country, mm-hmm. how that it was a horrific thing, and how it was brought to an end by the world getting together and saying, no, we have had enough of discrimination. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you said that because it's exactly what I was thinking the whole time you were just describing China. I was like, we need to boycott China like so much. It's a pity that... So why aren't we? Because everything comes from China. That's right. It's not like everything came from South Africa. South Africa didn't. South Africa was, you know, South Africa was one of those countries that nobody cared about because typically that's the continent that nobody cares about. And so it's like, yeah, we'll slap sanctions on that country because... 
you know, we don't if need If they went products. under, it wouldn't affect us. But because of the almighty dollar and absolute greed, we will not lift a finger. We won't even say a word against uh, the abuses that are taking place in China. And, you know, the, the, the terrible things that are taking place to these two million, up to two million Muslims who've been placed in concentration camps. I mean, this is just, this is just persecution, religious persecution on another level altogether again, just because of their, what they believe, just because of their faith. But we shouldn't be fooled because we still hold the power. And if, if our governments won't get up and say something, then the power is trans- transferred to the consumer. And as consumers, we're the ones who have the money. We can decide whether or not we want to spend it on something made in China. And if as consumers, as little people, if we just collectively decide, do you know what? No one's going to buy anything made in China and that's that. Then the government will eventually take notice. In fact, they'll very quickly take notice when nothing from China gets purchased anymore. Yeah, that's true. There is, uh, there is, there is power. That, that we might we think we're powerless, but we actually have a lot of power because we are the consumer. If we band together. That's right. If we can unite. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, you know, it, it reminds me of other, you know, instances around the world where you have this same level of just absolute hypocrisy. You've got, you know, Qantas, for instance, that, you know, because back in the day, apartheid in South Africa, you know, South African Airlines was banned from flying into Australia. We wouldn't even let them land on our airports. It wasn't oh. even their, their airplanes weren't even allowed to touch our land. You should see what's happening with um what happened with the with the rugby with the rugby team that when yeah. they went on tour. Oh, it was just mayhem. People, Absolutely. Yeah. And yet you've got situations like Qantas, which is totally in bed with uh, Qatari Airlines. Mm-hmm. And Qatari Airlines is a country where if you are gay uh, and convicted of that, they'll just shoot you in the back of the head. What's the one that just um, reinstated Sharia law as well? Uh, Brunei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Emirates, right? No, that's uh, Southeast Asia. Okay. But, 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 but they're still but Emirates, in cahoots Emirates is, with Qantas Emirates, as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. All of these countries are in cahoots with uh, Qantas, are in cahoots with Australia and land in this country. And, uh, you know, we fly through their countries and we don't think twice about it. We don't do anything about it. And, you know, these are human rights abuses that we should be standing up against. That's absolutely true. You know, this is this is, and we are doing nothing. You know, we, we we get upset over you know this person or that person or the other person saying some minor thing here in this country, and uh, uh, of course oh, we do nothing with the, we, we do absolutely nothing about you know the really seriously big issues that are taking place. Of course, there are other areas of concern, countries of concern, um, such as uh, Nigeria, Russia, Syria, Uzbekistan, and Vietnam. They're sort of the the next here down as far as uh, religious liberty abuses go. Anyway, that's the uh, the latest uh, details coming out of the United States in relationship to religious liberty where they have raided everybody but themselves. We're going to move on with the show. This is the idea of North with people. Get ready. Just thank the Lord 
You don't need no baggage just to get on board. Welcome back, everybody. That was the idea of North with people. Get ready here on Faith FM. Mine, come on, give us a clue that somebody can get. I've already, I, I got it. Well, then why are you complaining? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, who am I? Clue number, let me pick, let me pick, let me pick. Oh, here we go. No, yeah, I'll give you the first clue now. That's right. Absolutely. Bat time. In, in, in position number three. 1-800-324-843 is the number. I told Peter we have found the Messiah. Who is that? Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Get yourself a copy of The Gospel Flies by Night. Okay, who might that be? If you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. And joining us here in the studio this morning is Dr. Sven Erstring. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be back here on the show again. Yeah, always enjoy uh, your company. We missed you last week. We were at Big Camp. You were at Big Camp. We were all at Big Camp. But we were so busy interviewing so many people that uh, you would you would scheduled on for last week, but uh, we made it for this week. It was an amazing time, wasn't it, at Big yeah, Camp? I just yeah, loved it. Sensational. Yeah. Not yeah. a problem at all. Yes. Okay, so Dr. Sven Erstring is uh, here to talk to us. He does a monthly piece on, uh, well, apologetic questions, really, mm. which is interesting because I just got sent uh, this morning a, a list of questions that are really in the area of apologetics. And so um, we might even get you to do question of the day today if you've got time to stay around. Absolutely. Love to look at them. They were, they were great questions when I looked at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, today we're talking about foundational design. Yes. Wow. Um, and so we're looking at, you know, where is the evidence for design? You know, people that are involved, you know, that, that, that believe in the Darwinian um, system, believe that, you know, Darwin and scientists since then have successfully showed that complex systems are the product of, you know, natural unguided process. Uh, and there are people that say that, you know, that the whole design argument has been discredited, discredited since the origin of species in 1859. How would you respond to that? Well, if we go back even further, Lyle, uh, what you find is in England at that time, there was this big kind of movement about uh, 50 years before that in about 1802, uh, when when people were looking at the complexity of, of animals, of plants, uh, of, of biological organisms, and they were saying, wow, is, 
isn't this amazing? This was in 18... 1802. 02. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so, and so that, that was that, pretty basic stuff they were looking at then. It was, it was pretty basic stuff. Yes. And they, they were going like, wow, this is, this is amazing. It must have been designed. And there was this guy called William Paley, really famous, uh, guy, academic guy. And he wrote this book. And in the book, he, he made this comment. He said, you know, if you're walking across a field and if you kicked a stone, and you looked at it, you think, well, it could have been there forever. You know, it could have just existed there forever. You know, no problem. But, you know, he said, what if you came across a watch, you know, a, a pocket watch, and you opened it up, you could see all the cogs and the wheels and the, the pulleys and the, the springs, the glass tick, face. Tick, 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 tick. Exactly. He'd say, you know, you you wouldn't say the same thing about the watch. It would be crazy to say, well, it's been there forever. It wasn't designed. It's so complex. It it must have had someone who it must have had a watchmaker to actually bring it into existence. And his his books uh, were read by university students at Cambridge for hundreds of years um, in terms of just the, the evidence for Christianity, the evidence for God. And they would read about this, this watch and, and think, yeah, yeah, it must have had a maker. The thing is, in 1859, Charles Darwin kind of broke this this dike, shall I say, of of um, ideas where he said, "Hang on a minute, what if the the watches weren't really designed, but they were all sort of connected?" And in particular, biological organisms. So your finches, they came from an earlier finch, which came from an earlier finch, and then that came from some other kind of animal, and you kind of trace it back, just like you'd go back which came you know, from to lizard, your which father, came from to your grandfather, to your, you know, all the way back, and you'd get back to, well, maybe just a single cell, and then back to this primordial soup. Which means that none of this was designed. All this complexity simply evolved, as we we're talking about today, and it really shattered the uh, the worldview of many people. Some people were like really angry. They were saying, you know, uh, uh, to Huxley, uh, Charles Darwin's, you know, uh, advocate, his his supporter. He's saying, you know, uh, which was which was the monkey in your family? Was it your grandmother or your grandfather? Kind of thing. <laughs> and um, and then other people were saying, yeah, maybe, maybe this. Is right. Maybe this is the way to go. And so, at that point in time, it, it broke through um, this this idea that we are designed, and slowly eroded it to the point that it was all we just evolved. And you know, for for many years, uh, we have as as a society um, believed that there is no evidence for design. Um, which is pretty, I don't know, disheartening in some ways. Well, it means that life is completely, completely meaningless. There is no meaning to life whatsoever at all. There's no purpose because you're just a random accident. Yep. There's uh, no purpose. There's no morality. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's none of that. That's right. That's right. There's no hope as well mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to die just like your ancestors and, and the monkeys and, and all of that kind of before you kind of thing. So, but the interesting thing is, within the last 50 years, what we have discovered is some really incredible things that the people yeah, like I mean, Darwin the, had no idea about. The level of complexity that we have in our, that we understand in our universe right now is so far beyond what they understood in 1802 or in 1859. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things is if you go back down to, to the cell, 
uh, because Darwin didn't understand the cell. But we'll get back to that later. Coming right, to right, your, right. your point in terms of the universe, what we've discovered in the universe is that the universe operates according to some very intricate physical laws mm-hmm. and, and these laws uh, govern uh, gravity they govern particles they they govern uh, planets and stars and and space and time itself and and what cosmologists have found is that in those equations for the universe are these uh, constants their 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 values their numbers and there's a whole range of them all over the place um, for example uh, gravity so so if you if you got up this morning and you went to grab your keys and uh, but you didn't quite grab them they fell on the floor they'd straight down that's gravity at work for you and what Einstein and um, Newton and other guys like that saw was that when you work out the equations for gravity you find this constant in it called G called the gravitational constant so the the gravitational constant has a very particular value which is 6.67 times 10 to the power negative one I'm not asking you to remember that (laughs) (laughs) I believe you yeah you believe me fantastic it's in the the textbook somewhere Einstein came up with it fantastic (laughs) I trust the guy but the point is this is that's a pretty odd number, don't you think? Uh-huh. It, it's not... It's a very uh, specific number, too, really. I mean, it's... Um, yeah. It's, it's, it is very specific. It's, it's not... You'd sort of the typical numbers you might think of zero or one or ten or a thousand, you know, sort of good round kind of numbers. But this one is, is really specific... And that's not the only one. There's a whole range of them in terms of particles, in terms of uh, they talk about the expansion of the universe, and there's, there's evidence that the universe is not expanding as well. But, but, you know, there's all sorts of numbers in there. And you have to ask, why those particular values? Where, where did they come from? Because they don't well, come the from the physical laws. They're, they're outside the laws in terms of you just put them in. Yeah. So... Okay, so this is this is starting to bend my mind a little bit here for a moment. These are outside of physical laws, but let's say that you change those numbers slightly, would the universe exist? Now, that's the important point, Lyle, because the thing is, if the gravitational constant was weaker, what it would mean is all the particles in the universe would be just flying apart. Just, just like, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to, able to hold together. So, so you couldn't exist because all the particles in your body, all of the atoms and the electrons, they would just go like, whew. It would just be Thanos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the other thing is this, is if the gravitational constant was stronger, everything would clump together. So the entire universe would be one super ball of matter that that's correct it was just boom kind of thing so so the fact is this is the the gravitational constant g uh that number i told you before has been finely tuned so that planets stars galaxy and you can exist okay so where does this where does this gravitational constant come from what is its origin yeah that's what i want to like do evolutionists have a theory as to where gravity comes from do they do they recognize gravity as a law 
evolved or do they have like a start point for it? Like, well, the, the weird thing that I, what's going away. through my mind is if it evolved, either it's going to evolve from a weaker force or a stronger force, right? And how does it Yeah, how do you how do you move from that? Yeah, because evolve? because if you've got a weaker force, there is no matter. If you've got a stronger force, then how do you even pull away from it? Yeah, Bon, you're, you're absolutely right. Laws, physical laws, don't evolve. That, that's absolutely right. So, so there's three possibilities with this. Number one is that the these values have to have uh, the, these consonants have to have the values that they do. Um, but then you think, well, that's really really odd because I could just vary the number. There's no there's no problem. It's, there's nothing stopping me to do that. And so could the universe have a different number as well. So that doesn't make any sense. The other thing is this: is it could be random. It could be just a random, you just roll a dice, you just run the roulette wheel and, and you get that number. But that the odds against that are phenomenal. If you actually do the maths. Yes, the odds of improbability, the impossibility. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> and that the other possibility is this, is that someone chose that number so that you, Lyle, and you, Mon, could actually exist. Which means that there's a designer for the universe. Well, that makes sense. If you think about all the laws that we have in society, they've all been written by someone. What makes us think the law of gravity wasn't written by someone? That's exactly right. So, what was before with Charles Darwin, this idea that design has been shattered, the argument or the the idea of design has been shattered, has popped back up in the very foundations of the universe, in the very constants, the values in the universe itself. It's just amazing to think about, Lyle. Okay, so let's... yeah, this is this is just it's mind-bending stuff, and it's just awesome. I love it so much. Um, so we've got these we've got these 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 um, laws that are constants that allow the universe to exist. There is a universe. That's right. It exists. That's right. It's growing. What what what? If you have something that exists, you know, obviously there is a cause for it. Yeah, that's that's the other thing we've found. So let's, like, yeah, let, just 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 unpack that uh, that concept of cause and effect for me for a moment. Yes, yes. So the other thing as well is that cosmologists have gone kind of conceptually back in time uh, using these physical laws, and they've they've traced it back, and they've realised that the universe has not always existed. And and the best reason to see that this is true is through the second law of thermodynamics, which means that the universe is kind of winding down. So the universe has not always been here. But for for something to begin to exist, that means that there must have been another cause behind it that actually caused it to exist. So something has to exist before it exists. That that's right. That's right. If if you begin to exist, if you've always existed, well, you know, you, philosophically, conceptually, you don't need a cause. But if you began to exist, something must have got you started. Mm-hmm. And and so when when uh, philosophers, when thinkers have uh, explored the idea of the the cause of the universe, what they've realised it must have been someone who had the power to choose to bring this universe with all of those values and constants uh, into being. And so it points back to a person, a powerful person who could actually do this. It's, it's really just incredible, Lyle. So an uncaused cause. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because you can go back and back and back and back, you know, and, you know, I was caused by my parents who were caused by their parents who were caused to a cause to a cause to a cause. But at some point... The dominoes stop. The dominoes stop and you've got to have a cause... That can cause everything else. That never had a beginning. That's right. That's right. And that's where we come to God. And that's what, that's who we define as God. 
Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's um, so that you've made a couple of points here that oh man, we can't believe the time goes so quickly. We could really <laughs> we only just got started talking about all of this, all of this, uh, all of this here. But you know, we're talking about you know somebody who's transcendent in time and space, immaterial, uncaused, unimaginably powerful, and of course personal. And I guess that's probably the most important point right there. Maybe yeah. you could comment on that in the last you know thirty seconds or so. Well, I guess the beautiful message which we find in the Bible is that the this powerful cause of the universe actually saw our need, saw saw the the pain and suffering that we we're experiencing, which we were involved in choosing, and actually stepped into our universe, stepped into our world, and walked amongst us, and and actually died on the cross for us, Lyle, and and that just blows me away, and and I really want to get to know that God. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Sven. Uh, that was Sven Erstring. We're going to move on with uh, Jenny Johnson, God of the Universe. You're listening to Faith FM.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Hey, are you part of camping caravanning scene? Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers. With incredible music. And beautiful beaches. And a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life. May 10 through 18, Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre. Contact Debbie on 02-4994-3220 or simply email greynomads at adventist.org.au.
still. 